What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is December 20th, 2019, SmackDown Live. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan. And uh, yeah, interesting SmackDown tonight. There was some stuff I didn't think we would see uh, for a show that would largely be viewed by many as sort of filler um, or a placeholder. Matt, what did you think of tonight's episode? That I could have, that I'm, I'm ashamed of myself. For not being able to predict the obvious, which would be heavy machinery having to wear Santa outfits tonight. Hey, no Bray Wyatt or the Fiend at the end. I was thinking we would see him in a Santa suit to close out the show. Uh, we got his voice. Thank God that would have been the death. Uh, well, your boys tonight, the revival in the Miracle on 34th Street fight. Um, <sighs> talk about relevance. Talk about a relevant pop culture reference. <laughs> right i mean does anyone uh, even know miracle on 34th street anymore i hope so hey, what a classic right but uh um, sure no they don't glenn no yeah i feel like you know when a christmas story and home alone started getting shown 24 hours a day around christmas i feel like maybe they bumped off a few old films still get a one <laughs> it's a wonderful life we still get white christmas but miracle on 34th street was the casualty to make room for the newer uh yeah. the new, for elf in the newer films um yeah. So we were at Barclays tonight, which was good. New York, always a hot crowd for yeah. WWE shows. Daniel Bryan came out to the ring. Huge pop on a yes chant. And uh, we got The Miz coming out. Bryan uh, calling out Bray Wyatt. The Miz came out instead. And then Baron Corbin came out and interrupted them, uh, setting up this main event that we got later the night. Uh, after the promo and the face-off, Dolph Ziggler ran in from behind, took out Brian's knee, super kicked the Miz, and set up the tag team later for the evening. Next week, we're going to have a triple threat. The winner will face Bray Wyatt at TLC. Um, what did you think of this promo tonight and the Miz and Daniel Bryan forming this this alliance? Um, I love the Daniel Bryan stuff. Yeah, I thought that all made sense, actually, um, of something so nonsensical, like being dragged through hell and, you know, 
under the ring, yada, yada, yada. I thought that was a really good save. Um, I think we all like seeing this Daniel Bryan. I know I do. Um, because this is the Daniel Bryan that we were told didn't have enough edge or enough this or enough that he's too vanilla looking. Remember? Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I like I like this personally for a few reasons. Um, the stuff with the Miz is coming out again. I didn't like that, but you know, I like the two of them together. I think that the chemistry uh, works. And I think at the Royal Rumble, uh, I mean, I'll be shocked if Daniel doesn't win this triple threat next week to advance to face Bray at the Rumble. Yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah. Um, but I think Daniel, I, look, this look, I think, suits him. He looks 10 years younger. Uh, yeah. Comes across as a very natural baby face. Corbin tonight had some better material than usual as well. He did. He did. Baby Yoda was was, was cute. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, right? Uh, he he did he did very well tonight. I thought he continues to get better. Again though, the the crown. I want. I remember I said I told you I wanted him to wear the crown if he if he wins this King of the Ring because it's his own gimmick. Yeah, he can make it work. I still think it's great heat. I do. I do. I know it looks ridiculous, but I think it's good heat getter in a ridiculous kind of way. Yeah. And his promos money. Dolph Ziggler looked like a fan, <laughs> just coming in the ring with his hat on and. Um, I don't know. It seems like, I don't know why they're together. I still don't get it, but whatever. It's something, since Dolph changed his look up a bit, I think when he used to come out, you know, in the sparkly pink tights, uh, mm -hmm. he had more of a rock star swagger to him. And now with this, yes. this stubble, um, the subdued hair, the wearing, you know, the darker colors, he just mm -hmm. kind of blends into the background a little bit, which is unfortunate because he, he does used to have a very good standout look. He did. You're right. You know, and I don't know if he toned he, it down maybe to to match Bobby Roode a bit more, but without Roode there, and I like how tonight they kept saying Roode out due to injury uh, when it's the mm -hmm. wellness policy violation. Um, you know, hey, it is what it is, but that's the main event for tonight. Miz and Daniel Bryan versus King Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. Then we got the Miracle on 34th Street fight, Heavy Machinery versus The Revival. Heavy Machinery were backstage, and Mandy Rose got <laughs> Otis in the Secret Santa game, which I love that this is a plot point, the WWE backstage Secret Santa um, that's going on. <laughs> right? I mean, this is like a big thing this these last few weeks. You be I, you, you're being facetious. Obviously. I mean, it's stupid if they committed to it fully, right? If I mean, right. if it was like who got Mister McMahon? If it, like everybody had somebody, but it's funny that last week they had the thing with Sammy tonight with Sammy getting brawn. I mean, it's it's so stupid, but sometimes the stupidest things are charming in its own way. It, uh, yeah, if if done right, yeah. Well, Mandy got uh, Otis a ham, so there you have it. <laughs> and kissed uh, kissed him on the cheek so yeah. there you go uh then we got there was the, hang on there yeah. was your adorable moment of the week glenn was yeah, he adorable in that moment and all i kept thinking uh to modify the quote was uh, i gave her my love and she gave me a ham uh no i like how they're <laughs> playing this little romance uh angle between them i think i mean it is, it is, uh, yes, adorable. It's cute. It's hokey. It is what it is. But um, I don't know, compared to the, the alternative, right? I mean, it's. I, not to sound corny. I think yeah. it actually gives him more baby face cred. That's all. 
And I think it humanizes Mandy Rose because Mandy has been a real uh, jerk to women who are not the hottest. So I I should have led with that, obviously. That's the obvious. You're 100% right. It totally softens her up and makes her, yeah, humanizes. That's a good word. Yeah. So I I like seeing that. Um, And I think for Otis, I mean, look, Otis is a star. I am not a huge fan of his shtick. But Same you got to recognize, man. You, you know? got to. It's working. He's over. You can't say he's not over. So this happens tonight with Heavy Machinery versus The Revival. So this was uh, every Christmas gimmick you could think of in this. The ham got involved. A bowling ball got involved. Legos got involved. Right. <laughs> okay. Go back and watch the bowling ball scene again. It totally did not hit him in the nuts. His oh, foot yeah. was in the way. Yeah. Well, I mean, better than the alternative, right? I mean, I think, you know. No, because he sold his nuts after it. No. Dude, come on. <laughs> okay, so you, let me ask you this, okay? Because the cup. low blow, the low blow, cup. the nut shot is the state. Okay, so a cup is what you're saying. But how often does it actually connect when with you the, do, yeah, with the ball shot? With a bowling ball shot, you would wear a cup for that. You'd wear your jock strap and you'd wear a cup for just for that because of that spot in the match. Yes. At least I would. All right. But, the, you know, the China arm under the leg mm-hmm. and boom, trying to move slowly. Um, that they always go right to the side of your nards. Yes. Like it doesn't really hit your nards, obviously. I just think close enough, and there's like a, a sympathetic nerve or something that triggers on. The, Matt, you're drinking red wine. Oh, what's going on there? <laughs> Sorry, no, it's Coke. I was, I was trying to show you guys this earlier. Okay. Wine. Do I look like a wine drinker? I thought you um, were drinking wine. I'm in a hotel room. It's the kind of stupid cheesy glasses they give you. Yeah. Um, but no, listen. Back to the nut shot because yeah. this is important. I, I don't know how I left this out, but you also, when the guy kicks you in the nuts, right? Yeah. You tighten your hamstrings together. So they technically look like they're kicking you in the nuts, but their ankle doesn't get but this close to hitting your nuts because you tighten your hammies together, and, and therefore they can't really get up in there and hit the nuts. It looks great. It looks like they do. Yeah. I've got a great picture online of Jeff Hardy kicking me in the nards on a TNA, and same thing. He was like two inches away from it. You know what I mean? And it's and you tighten your hamstrings as hard as you can together with your legs open and it makes it look like a really good shot. Well, let me ask folks. Well, (laughs) kayfabe, kayfabe uh, being broken left and right here. Uh, I know. Behind the curtain. But let me ask you this. So stiff shots happen in wrestling. Um, It's sort of a given, right? You don't get mad if uh, somebody connects or you eat a little bit more of it than possible. Maybe you give a receipt, but if you mess up that nut shot, is that something where there were words exchanged backstage afterwards? If someone just comes a little too close on that one, as opposed to your average move, you just know the person's going to be overly apologizing. Sure. Before you even get back, to, like on your way through that curtain, they're, they're going to be like, Oh my God, dude, I am so sorry. I can't believe that happened. You obviously know that was an accident, right? You know, that yeah. kind of a thing. And of course it's all forgiven. It's always, always forgiven. I've never gotten pissed at somebody like that for things like that. No. Well, that's good. Um, so the Lego spot here, it's interesting WWE doing this. This has been on the indies for the last couple of years. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's been a joke like the last decade, right? Like the universal, oh, stepping on a Lego is like the most painful thing. Oh, wait. Yes, I did know that. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. And being, yeah. But, but, okay. 
but visually, yeah, it doesn't do much. No, everyone just thinks about it. Um, so hey, <laughs> we got the caterpillar tonight, we got heavy machinery getting the win, and then we had uh, the revival, Dash and Dawson cutting this promo, and I thought this tonight might have some historical significance when we look back on the highlight reel of this duo talking about how they're right. facing a different gimmick each week and it's always at their expense the miracle on 34th street fight the ladder matches is this their legacy what happened to good old-fashioned wrestling wrestling's gone and now it's the world of sports entertainment i mean for a second there i thought they were going to announce like like and that's why we're not renewing our contract we'll see you on dynamite next fall you know, uh, it was very blurring the line. I think of some legitimate frustrations these guys have. Yeah, I dug it. I yeah. really dug it. And interrupted by Elias, who came out playing a Dude. song. I'll be honest. I dozed off for like maybe. <laughs> How long was the segment? Because it feels like I heard him start. Yeah. And then like, I'm not joking. That's my wife. She's right here. It put me, it put, that put me to sleep and she had to elbow me to wake back up. Yeah, it was uh, – this is where it started lulling a little bit. Although we did get Braun Strowman backstage with Sami Zayn. Sami picked yes. Braun in his secret Santa. Not sure what to get him. Strowman says he wants a shot <laughs> at the Intercontinental title. It's just it's so ridiculous. It's just so ridiculous. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. But, you look, they, look, they took something. They tried to – that, like you said, Glenn, everybody's doing across, you know, the, a lot of – corporations and companies do across the country every year at this huh. time and try to turn it into something. So whatever. It's usually a throwaway show, like you said as well. But um it's just so ridiculous to be thinking about Braun Strowman giving two rats basses about a secret sample. Well, Braun though in the Intercontinental Championship picture. Oh, in general is ridiculous. He should be a heavyweight champion. He should be, but I mean, does Shinsuke stand a chance? I think if Braun's in that match and Braun doesn't win that match, dude, yes. he's got to reevaluate his career at this point. Exactly, Glenn. This is why you don't – Kurt Angle used to say this about – like um, even when I was a TNA, actually, with, with me, when I was just starting to get on a run with TNA, and it was – I remember his quote was something along the lines of someone Matt Morgan's size that looks like, like the way I look and whatnot doesn't need to be a world champion you need to be your own attraction yeah. you know what i mean that same bra is even more of that i would argue of an attraction and what happens is you can't put guys that look like that in the middle of the card for this exact reason for what you just said glenn yeah. if he doesn't win the first of all the intercontinental championship is below him first and yeah. foremost secondly if he doesn't win it, it's like you said then what yeah, that's why you can't put these guys in. Like they should have made him champion at one point. They should have made him champion, so then he could at least like they did with Undertaker, right? They did it really early on in his career, so we could always say he's a, he was a former WWE champion. He a WWE champion. He pinned Hulk Hogan. He beat Hulk Hogan, right? That's always something that was going to be on his resume, and then he can go on and become the phenom and be this um, attraction. That does not need a title because he's bigger. His gimmick is bigger than the world title. Yeah. Same with Braun Strowman, I would argue. I really mean that. Well, and we'll talk more about uh, the face-off that Braun and Shinsuke happened. But speaking of people whose uh, careers are on a, a questionable trajectory, Sonya Deville facing Carmella. Now, Sonya, it seems like the WWE, uh, Total Divas, 
Um, a lot of press, her being the first uh, out publicly out uh, female in WWE has gotten a lot of FaceTime on both TV and in the press. And she's credible, right? She has an MMA background. We've always said she's a very credible competitor, but she doesn't match. Oh, yeah. This is match about Carmella, Carmella tonight and ends up tapping out fairly quick. Ugh. Like, what is going on with Homegirl's I, career I, here? I, I don't understand it. You know, for a company that wants this, you know, positive mainstream media attention, that's what they seem to always be after. This is some legit, this is a legit badass, first and foremost. I don't care what. Her, her sexual orientation is, first and foremost, sure. as an athlete, she is a bad, bad mamma jamma in real life, okay? Now, let's you go into the mainstream, you know, uh, stuff, attention WWE is always trying to get after as far as good PR goes. And she, she, she discusses her sexuality out there, right? She's completely out there talking about it, great being a, being a pioneer with w, as far as WWE goes on the subject and this is how you put her over yeah like are you shitting me like it writes itself again writers continue to get in their own way yeah i wonder if she's got I heat mean, backstage with someone i don't care what he she has this yeah. is something that you take and you put out there on television if she's willing to do it and she is willing to do it and it's not just a gimmick and you don't put it out there just for the sake of being a gimmick. Like, hey, look at her first, you know, lesbian wrestler. That's not – you do it because she's first and foremost a badass athlete. And what a great role model for others out there mm -hmm. that might be scared to come out, right? Absolutely. I mean, she exudes strength. I mean, not only physical, but uh, mental, emotional. God, yeah. and it I writes think itself, Glenn, right? And Carmella's so over. And Carmella has never been booked as the most Easily. credible fighter Carmella could have tapped out Thank you and I would have hurt her attack. At, at all, right? Yeah. So Somebody's knocking on my door. Give me one second. Just keep yeah. listening. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, hope for better with Sonya in 2020. We got a fun little exchange, though, between Carmella and the New Day after this match with the New Day. Coming out to the ring, Carmella leaving the ring, and uh, they were uh, dancing almost like a little double dutch without the uh, jump rope tonight. But it was uh, a good moment. We also got a teaser for the upcoming return of Sheamus to WWE and uh, saying that since he has left SmackDown, it has become sad, soft, and small, and that will change uh, when he comes back. He will do battle for the soul of SmackDown. What do you think with Sheamus? I mean, do you think they're going to give him a real push upon his return or uh, in a month he's going to be where he left off? Uh, what did you think of his look? I mean, I think it looks good. It's not dramatically different. It's not the most dramatic shift he's ever had. Mm -hmm. Well, he doesn't look like a, the goof mohawk stuff, right? Sure. With the beard, whatever. Um, he is credible by himself and the, uh, with a restart because he looks so much bigger than everybody else. Yeah. And he's a former champion. There's, just, there's, there's always credibility in being a former champion. Um, I, I, my opinion, as mm -hmm. far as my, my mark dumb, if you will, <laughs> when I watch these shows and I hear somebody say that, Hey, this guy's a former world champion. That means something to me. Um, I wasn't a former heavyweight champion, you know, so I, I take it more serious. And I, I think if they do it right, he could be a very good semi main event foil, um, for, for, for someone. 
and then eventually to like if this was monday night raw for instance he would be perfect if they just had him steamroll people and then eventually get into an angle with an umberto or or um who's the other my my other guy i love um come on andrade on raw um andrade um the one and only ricochet the man that guy um do you know what i mean someone that's a from the younger you know, but you gotta let Seamus steamroll some people first and make them a killer. So when one of these guys that are undersized compared to him go over on him, it'll mean more. Absolutely. Uh, so we had uh, um, and Jules Slinger in the chats predicting Seamus returns at the Rumble. I could absolutely uh, oh, see yeah. that. So yeah, that's a good call, Glenn, because they look yeah. to steal surprise entrance all the time right and like mm-hmm. you remember lately we're always hoping it's like haku or, or some guys back from our day of when we were younger watching as a fan and and they'll bring people back that are already on the roster who we just haven't seen for like a few months we're like that doesn't count as a surprise but Seamus I, I think that that would be a good way to come back right I think you'd mm-hmm. get a decent reaction I think so um so the, new- by the fan. The New Day versus Cesaro and Shinsuke, of course, with Sami Zayn out there in tow. Uh, so this match, I mean, this was fun Did, tag match. Didn't we just see this? Yeah, I mean, this is the problem with when New Day gets in these feuds. I mean, there's a lot of these guys that I, I just, they could just change it up just a little bit, right? I mean, even yeah. some heel versus heel matches. Like, <laughs> I would like to see uh, Nakamura... Cesaro versus the revival, maybe something just change it up. Um, yeah, that right there. I mean, I'm sick and tired of this because every time we do the show, yeah, uh, and we're not know it alls, but like every time we do the show, me, you, or Raj will call a better angle or a better match just like that. Yeah, that we and it's just it can't be this hard. So I don't understand what we're what we're missing here with 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 them not listening to the audience. And it's not a it's not a it's not a poo poo upon a new day when I say that either. It's just I don't know. Well, uh, Strowman did come out at the end and uh, nailed Nakamura in the corner, scooped him up. Sammy made the save, bringing Nakamura to the floor as the fans booed. So I mean, I think we're getting Strowman. Versus Nakamura, Nakamura, maybe we'll get Strowman versus Cesaro first. Maybe we'll get Strowman versus Sammy again in the build-up to this. Who knows? I could see them making it a handicap match for <laughs> him to win the Intercontinental title. He's got to beat Nakamura and Sami Zayn. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. But with Braun, man, I mean, you, you've run into the guy. You look at the media he does. He seems happy with where he's at. He's just a he's a happy country boy is what he is what he is right that is mm-hmm. what, that is how he really is he's so kind he's so nice he's humble um but I've got to imagine he's getting to the point where he's like what the freak guys look at me I'm a freak of nature I look different than everybody else the fans are still into me as a baby face which I've explained to you guys ad nauseum is next to impossible because fans don't get sympathy don't feel sympathy for a guy that size and yet. Braun is still crazy over as a babyface without that element of every babyface that they always have is the yeah. heart of sympathy. So he's done the impossible. He's solved like the Pythagorean theorem of pro wrestling big man babyface. He really has. And they don't do they don't do shit with it. They do absolutely nothing with it. 
and I don't get it. No, they're they're booking him like Big Show as just you know sort of this attraction. Well, okay, but then the attraction Big Show was knocking dudes out whenever sure. the attraction came out. Eventually, Braun needs to. I'm sorry, Big Show was still also a former champion. It's true. Right? They got to give the guy one run with it at least. Let him see what he can do with it. Yeah, I really don't count his tag ta- tag team reign with Nicholas that lasted three days. I, 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 and I apologize. I mean World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, Bailey versus Dana Brooke. And Matt, I know you're going to rib me for this, but uh, Dana, Dana did. She did. I agree. That entrance, that confidence, like she's carrying herself now like a top-level I, I agree. She is. And Glenn, and, and she, let's be clear, she's a former Arnold winner, to yeah. my understanding. Like, she's a legit athlete. So it's just going to be a matter of time before she felt that way about herself, <clears throat> like every top-flight athlete does in the, the genre of sport they come from and make the transition into wrestling. She now is doing that. You can see it. Yeah. Whereas Bailey looks almost sad a lot of the time out there. I don't mean sad, like pathetic. I mean, she looks legitimately depressed a lot of the time when she's coming out there. And she doesn't look angry or heelish. She just looks kind of down. I don't know. I just don't. I, I just would have thought with such an over-the-top babyface character that she's had to portray for so long that this would... Usually people get very, they, they, the babyface welcomes this opportunity to turn heel. Like that's what every babyface's fantasy is, is, oh my God, wait till I turn heel. This is going to yeah. be amazing. It's going to feel great because you get to let your hair down a little bit. You get to play a little bit more. You get to make the fans emotionally, you know, ride on that roller coaster ride of emotions that you're supposed to be sucking them into and then pulling the carpet out from underneath them at the last second and flip them the bird. <laughs> you know that's what she should be doing as a heel. She should be and out there flipping off little here. kids, just giving the that's finger. Not what's happening here? I don't know why she's not, you know, coming out there with alcohol and per- and, and you know peroxide on con swabs and you know <laughs> trying to like wash herself off after you know what I mean. After hugging people, just doing something to be such a jerk. You know, I don't know why. I don't get it. And we're in bizarro world. So, okay, this Dana got some offense in here. They actually gave him a little bit of a match this time. Um, after Sasha and Bailey beating up Dana, Lacey Evans coming out to make the save and then challenging Sasha to a one-on-one match. So we're in bizarro world now where Dana Brooke and Lacey Evans are the baby faces against Sasha right. Banks and Bailey here. Right. But yeah. I like it. I think the fans did too. Oh my God, this match ended in a double countout, but the stuff with Sasha and Lacey's daughter. And the, Lacey's daughter, I believe Lacey's daughter could kick Sasha's ass with how like, fierce that kid looked. Dude, with the way I, I follow Lacey online as well on her social media stuff, the way that her uh, she and her husband bring up that little girl of theirs, dude, she is tough. Yeah. Dude, she does like legit chores and like, like not chores like me and you did, but like plowing and stuff like that. <laughs> Like crazy stuff, dude. That girl is gonna be tough, and um, yeah, I agree. I bet you she could take Sasha too. I'm sure, she could uh, break down and reassemble at an M16, you know, with a while blindfolded. Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. But uh, this was a good segment. This was good. I think uh, you know maybe this is leading short term to Lacey and Dana teaming as a tag team uh, to keep it going with Sasha and Bailey. I don't know. I mean, but I like that we got, you know, more women's matches tonight. We did. Yeah. 
we did. We got further storylines. I think this was a great way to u- utilize Brooke, though. I, I know I give you a hard time because I know you, you know, I, I think you will really mark out for her in the past, right? But um, she's making the most of it. And I think the fans are responding. Actually. I think part of it is, and Matt, this is probably, you know, something you didn't the Batista benefit. stuff, right? Well, not that, no, but I think you didn't benefit as much from there was not. I mean, social media barely existed. I think MySpace uh, was introduced in Friendster. Oh, came about yeah. when you were on uh, SmackDown. But right. now you have programs like tra- you know, Breaking Ground uh, that existed. You have more behind the scenes. You feel like you have more of a glimpse into their lives. So with Dana, I think her right. personal story and journey, uh, it's, it's another way for fans to get over. I mean, it's essentially what it's Zack true. Ryder proved that you could get over on he the did. internet. And now people are doing it he organically. Did. I, 100%. I agree with that. Um, we had Twitter when I was in TNA. Twitter yeah. had just come out. And, dude, I used that right away to be the biggest jerky heel possible. <laughs> um, it Because it just made sense. It was another opportunity to uh, continue to work. I remember one time I worked everybody into thinking that I left TNA and I was going to go to WWE. It was a foregone conclusion that that's what was happening. Because I was off television and um, this is what we were going to work the fans into thinking. We did that on Twitter. And then I showed up at a TNA house show, jumped the guardrail, supposedly, and uh, like started nuking people in the middle of the mat, in the middle of their matches. You know what I mean? Just start powerbombing people, bicycle kicking people, and then jumped the guardrail back. Security would chase me out of there. And after the second time, obviously, everyone could figure out it was a work, but it created a little bit of excitement versus just me taking time off to refresh my character. Yeah. You know, so Twitter, Twitter was around right around, you know, but not like this, not like what we have today. No, you're right. So then we had the main event tonight, Daniel Bryan and the Miz versus King Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Daniel Bryan and the Miz, the unlikely tag team, the unlikely duo ended up winning tonight. I thought this was an okay match. It's funny to me that after the match, they announced that the Miz versus Brian versus Corbin next week, the winner will challenge the Fiend for the title at the Royal Rumble. The lights went out in the arena. We heard Bray Wyatt laugh, and they went off the air like two hours early or two minutes early tonight, whereas Raw's been going up to the limit. SmackDown actually was a little short tonight. Um, I didn't have a problem with that, though, I'll be honest. I, I didn't. I, I thought to, tonight's uh, main event was incredibly predictable, though, didn't you? Yeah. Absolutely. Who would win, who would lose, who would do the job, right? That was pretty easy to see. And the Fiend, uh, Reen Figueroa tweeted me that the Fiend attacked Miz and Corbin after SmackDown went off the air and uh, sent some video. So Bray was there. Okay. So then that is weird, actually, then. Why would they not show that, I wonder? Telling you, man, Santa suit would have been a money way to go off the air tonight. No, it would. (laughs) No. Oh See, we have a much different discussion right now. And but it would he, be, yeah. I quit pro wrestling watch. <laughs> but he can do hokey stuff. The Firefly Funhouse is hokey. He makes it work. Oh, okay. You're not talking about the Fiend being dressed up as like scary Santa, correct? You're talking no, it could have been Bray. the Bray Wyatt been. side. Sure. Okay, that's different. You could have done either, I think. But I think you could have done Bray. No. Fiend. You just don't want to. They put the mask on like. On a doll. I mean, you didn't think that was crossing a line? No, it's not that you're crossing a line. I think it would be hokey and corny as yeah. hell. 
Nothing Fine to be line. scary or eerie about it, but like now Bray Wyatt as Santa, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And being um, corny and over the top. I just think something, I think Bray is money and every SmackDown episode without him feels like it's missing its star. Um, yeah, but I also don't want it to not feel special anymore either, right? I mean, well, let me ask you a quick question. Yeah. Did, did they say Bray Wyatt came out and, and nuked them both? Or did he say that The Fiend came out and did it? I believe it was The Fiend. Let me open the tweet again. Uh, yeah, it was The Fiend who came out and attacked okay. Nathan Corbin. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, it felt like that was missing something tonight. This this was an okay episode. I mean, compared to Raw, this flew by. Uh, there were some good moments. I mean, I felt more engaged with this than I have with Raw recently. They did a better job, Glenn, and I'm not saying this because you said it, but it's the truth. I think they, I think the women stuff tonight, um, they 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 advanced a little bit more of their character. So for me. It felt, I don't know, like more things got moved along tonight on all fronts, all people that were on tonight's show, not yeah. just one angle. Like the little, dude, even the, the little humanization moment of Mandy. I'm a yeah. huge Mandy Mark. I, I think that she, they should be using her in a much higher level than how they've been using her. So I think tonight was a good opportunity to, like you said, humanize her. And so like... I'm a fan, so therefore I liked his, I liked the fact that they moved her storyline along and gave her another layer. Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Versus Raw, it's really just about Seth Rollins and his storyline being moved along a little bit, right? Yeah. And that's really generally a, the gist of the three hours of Raw versus tonight. We saw a lot of the, almost every angle, I thought, carried along and moved along for the most part. Even, what do you call it? Um, the tag team. Um, the Raw Revival. Yeah. Even with their stuff at the end. It's a decent show. So uh, I think we only got one major news story to cover tonight, and that is that Wednesday, NXT beat Dynamite handily. 795,000 viewers. 795 to 683,000 viewers on Dynamite. Uh, NXT was up 2%. AEW was down 12% from last week. Shit. Did NXT beat them last week, too? Uh, it was almost a tie last week, I believe. Damn it. I don't like that. I'm just going to be honest. I do not like that. Okay, but what did you think of Rhea Ripley, her match against uh, Shayna on Wednesday? What you... Did you watch it yet? No. Oh, I won't spoil it for you then. No, no, but I see people are putting them like my feed and stuff like that, how Rhea Ripley should be. Wrestling for the woman, you know, Raw Championship and stuff like that. So I'm assuming something great happened. It was really good, dude. It was really yeah. good. I mean, they opened and closed with banger matches. Um, actually, it was it was like flipped. AEW, I thought, had a stronger middle, but NXT just blew it away with the beginning and ending. Damn, it's just not good news, man. We need a rival company to stick it to WWE, so they'll continue to improve their company. But if AEW just coasts on people's goodwill, I don't think that's good for wrestling no. either. It, it's know? it's definitely not. I'm just hoping that they're learning. I'm hope I'm hoping that they're they've got to continue to um, create something new. You know what I mean? They got to continue to take chances, but not chances with the wrong people. 
And AEW Revolution did sell out today in an hour. So I don't think you have to worry about them going out of business anytime soon. <laughs> uh, but watch Rhea. I don't want to spoil it for you. It had, I mean, she. so now we talked before about the pins she stole on Charlotte a couple weeks back. Right, she right. had a moment in this match against Shayna that is up there for one of my favorite spots of the year. Just one of the best. Just, you just got to watch the match from start to finish. Uh, I'm going to have to watch it after now. That I'm yeah. going to watch after the show. <laughs> Total suspended disbelief. Totally just drew me in. I uh, had a great time watching it. Highly recommend it. If anyone hasn't watched it, um, it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And I think, look, things are good for AEW and for NXT. Th those are the hottest brands going into 2020 by far. Raw and SmackDown are almost right. an afterthought. I mean, Matt, if you had to pick on this podcast... Yes. I do Wednesdays over Monday and Friday in a heartbeat. In a friggin' half a heartbeat. It ain't even close. Yeah, seriously. Let's get uh, Michael Wiseman and Justin Labar to take over, you know, Mondays and Fridays. We'll just do the Wednesday show. Make our lives easier. <laughs> Ra if Raj is listening, he's freaking days. out. Yeah. I'm going to get a text <laughs> from Raj. And he's like, what? Don't don't leave the Monday and Friday show. Um, no, Seriously. The hey, listen, the awesome. fans count, uh, the, they are, but hey, Glenn, the fans count on us and our podcast on Monday, especially on Mondays. They like our show better than wrong. I got the nicest note from a listener of this podcast the other day, uh, just talking about how it's a high point of his yeah. week. He feels like he's hanging out with friends, talking about wrestling, listening to our show. And uh, let me just say that. It, Matt, you're absolutely right. I mean, the listeners, that's why I keep doing this. You've got a lot of stuff going on in your life. I've got a lot of stuff going on in my life. We Neither of us are getting rich off uh, this podcast, but the fans right. are just some of the best people I've interacted with uh, in my entire time on the internet, and I've been on since day one. That's a great way to put it, Glenn. It's the truth. It really is. And at first, if you guys remember, I used to say to you guys, God, why do you have to go over every single step by step of these matches? They obviously know what happened. These fans watched the show, duh. Yeah. And then I started to see, they're like, well, no, we all don't really watch the show. We actually come to your podcast because you guys are funny as hell. You're better than the show. But yeah, we want to hear some of the uh, who won, who lost here and there sprinkled in. So I was like, wow, our podcast is freaking awesome. Um, people like to come to our podcast just because it's us on here. And what a hell of a compliment that is. And it's humbling as shit. It really is. It's awesome, man. Uh, so Monday night, we good for Monday? We're going to watch Raw and come and talk about it after? This Monday, yeah. Larissa, I'll be home Monday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I will. Okay, we're doing it. Roger's on vacation. It's going to be me and Matt and Justin Labar. Uh, so everybody, have a great weekend. Matt, I know you're away for the weekend. I've got so much Christmas yeah. stuff to do before the holiday actually gets here. Uh yeah. But glad to make time tonight. Glad we got to catch up. He's at BP Matt Morgan. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. We'll catch you back here Monday night for Raw on the on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Bye, guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.